couple yeah. hundred bucks. And now okay. everybody knows about uh, Pokemon cards. Welcome back to the amazing show. Some would say <laughs> the best podcast in the world. I would say that. Breakfast. And I am your host, Bailey, along with James and Wes today. And we're ready Hello. to kick some ass. Yeah, oh, kicking ass and taking names. I like the energy you're bringing today, Bailey. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> different vibes. Different vibes. I would say. I would say this is certainly the best podcast in the world if you're only counting podcasts that have me on them yeah that's, that's, yeah, that's just the best right? yeah i, I, I agree with that assumption. assessment yeah mm-hmm. i would also say that because i don't i don't do any other ones um how you guys that's doing right. you guys got you guys got snow over there uh, uh too, too much snow, snow. yeah too much. Too much. No, no 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 i it's too early is what it is i need it on too christmas early? and then never again but in general especially in michigan this has been too mild it's been, uh, a light, it's been a light winter well i have some terrible news for you boys uh christmas i think is supposed to be 49 degrees yeah. so we will not be yeah. having a white christmas See, that's no, that no. is what i don't like <laughs> i want depressing. a little bit of you know cover everything with a nice nice little dusting of snow not too much nothing crazy but for christmas it's nice then it can go away but we're not getting anything which is I, well all i all i want is just Negative five degrees for like the whole month of January, but no oh. precipitation whatsoever is what. What I the love. fuck? What are you talking about? That's for, so the ice will that's freeze. No, no ice can like, freeze, getting... and I can ice fish. You can just you're... regular oh, okay. fish. That What's the sense. problem? You're getting with that scenario. You're getting all of the worst parts of winter and none of the good parts. <laughs> I want it to be like. Snow. I want it to be like twenty and snowy. Yep. Well, I don't yep. like driving in snow, so that's the literally don't the worst drive part. anywhere. Stay yeah, home. But I gotta still Get go to work. Snowmobile. <laughs> yeah, so do I. I first front wheel drive. No, it's <laughs> not anything plus, crazy. Plus, I have shitty tires right now. I'm holding out from when I, oh, when the car see, comes in, so I. I got my all really... terrains on. Yeah, see, good man, good man. All yeah. season, all terrain. Uh, well, you but know anyways, me over here on the the left side of the state, close to the lake, I've got about three inches of snow so far, and it's coming got down. About, I got an still. inch, maybe an inch. Maybe yeah, something like it's, that. It's just like a nice little dusting. Pretty good. Nice. It was a lot. It was a lot worse earlier. It's it oh, yeah. so. But boys, 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 what a episode we have jam packed of fun stuff. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Wes. Do I mean uh, James? Do we want to really start oh. off talking about probably the greatest waffle I've ever had in my entire life? <laughs> You're going to talk to me. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I think we should talk about that. I think you should lead us in since it was your first yeah. time there, and yeah. it was my so second time. We uh, crazy. so shout out James for discovering this. Uh, it's this restaurant called Yellow Waffle. Is that how they mm-hmm. pronounce it? Yep. Um, but they uh, no, it was so good. They have these weird ones. What are they? I don't even know what they're called. The long ones are those. The long ones. Called? Those the are brush, Brussels uh, style Brussels. waffles. Brussels yep. style waffles. Those are like thinner, but they they kind of taste more of like your natural waffle, in my opinion. Your and natural then, waffle. Like your nat- like you, like your the flavor that you typically think of when you eat like a regular like, waffle. That's kind of like, like ego. Yeah, more along like that, in my opinion. And then like they have these smaller like I don't know smaller disc sized ones that are like, it's called a liege. Yeah. Uh, liege. Liege. That's, I'm just reading it off the website. I'm telling you, like, like <laughs> see, because, like, that's kind of when I'm the first time I went there, I did that. But, like, the people who are, like, making the waffles, like, they know. They're like, they got the accent. They're it. like, oh, it's a Liege waffle. I'm like, well, you probably know that. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you would know better than I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I got a cookie butter Brussels, which was pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, it's kind of tastes like Biscoff, is, is what it really tastes like, cookie butter. Hell yeah, uh, dude. 
Big fan, big fan. Uh, nice, crispy, thin, not as cakey. Um, really good. And then the, those Liege ones are uh, a little more cakier, but they have like these kind of like pockets of like sugar, and it adds like a mm-hmm. it has like a crunch to it. It's so good. But like ruby chalk, was it ruby chocolate? So. Mm-hmm. Right? The ruby chocolate is awesome. so good. It is so good. It kind of has like a subtle strawberry flavor to it. And, yeah, ruby uh, chocolate's yeah. like a big fan. Big fan. These look incredible. I wish this was closer to me. It looks really and... good. The caramel Spanish peanut sounds so good. That sounds like a really dope one. Dude, I want to try their gargonzola one. And like, yeah, the honey nut gargonzola. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that and the. Banana chocolate brulee looks really incredible as well. That's what James, I had James, the first had time I went there. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Gonna say, James had that one. Uh, so but overall, really good experience. They uh, what was cool is they uh, just gave us a free random Brussels, like a chocolate drizzled like Nutella Brussels, and it was uh, pretty oh. amazing too. Was not what well, is not disappointed what at all. They're pretty good coffee too, but they uh, no, I think those are probably the best waffles I've ever had. Yeah, they're they're so good. I the first time I went there too, I was like, all right, I gotta check this out. I feel like I already know so much more about the waffle game now because their their whole thing there the is the uh, Brussels style waffles. They like they ask mm-hmm. you like if you're gonna order that, you should sit down there and eat it because the thing with those is they're they're incredibly light and like crispy. Like you almost like crack it with your fork while you're like cutting Whoa, it apart. Really? Um, super like airy, very very light. Um, and they're very like the, the thing that kind of makes those waffles is that unique texture and then whatever toppings they put on it, which as you can see, those are like the most heavily decorated waffles. Like the Lee Edge waffles mm-hmm. have a lot of like chocolate dips and like nuts and some other they're I would what I would I call can't... like simpler toppings. Um, sure. Your standard waffle toppings. Yeah, because they but can't they're much hold more like more... cakey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. I see what um, you're saying. They are super cool too, because honestly, those ones are pretty good, like finger food. Like I would, I would say it's almost like an alternative um, to getting a box of donuts. You could go there and get a box of the Lee Edge waffles, and they oh, put them. They actually do put yeah. them in like a little box, and like they're perfectly waffles. like hand size, easy to manage. You can pick one up and kind of bite into it. Super good. Awesome. Um, bunch of different kinds. Uh, I, yeah, I really like them. The people who who own it. And work there are super cool and nice and uh yeah like both both times i went there actually obviously you know they, they run a business i don't think they're going to give you a free waffle every time but the, <laughs> both right. times i've gone i was the only one in there and i i sat down and i was like eating my waffle i got the banana uh brulee waffle so i was eating that so there good. and then they just brought out like a free liege and they're like here's a liege you should try it like here's like a free sample i'm like oh thanks did they just bring out like a basic one or did they have like a flavored one that they brought to you? Um, they gave me like the regular ones, but like even the regular ones, like Bailey said, it kind of has, it's not like a donut where it's very visible, like uh, icing on top of it, but they seem to be soaked in like a glaze. So like the whole thing is oh, got like a sugary kind of like glaze, buttery taste to it. Like just part Ooh. of the waffle itself. Um, yeah. And then they add, you know, whatever chocolate or, or whatever toppings Chocolate. they add to him. Ruby James chocolate. loved it. James loved it so much he uh, fed his pants with it. <laughs> yeah, Bailey, we were in the car. Life? We're in the car, so uh, <laughs> oh I got God. the Liege waffles. So I was like, I'll order them to go. So they put them in a box and I could take them. And I got one. They do one Liege that's like a bunch of fruit and like whipped cream on top of it with like chocolate oh, yeah, drizzles on it. 
And I was eating that, and I was like, Bailey, this is great. And then Bailey's little electric car at the light, he's like, time to go, and just yeet. But, like, the bananas were the first thing on the waffle, so, like, the whole fruit cream structure slid straight off the waffle and onto my garage. Bailey with his, Bailey with his super fast car and his yeah. lead foot. Yeah. Instant torque, baby. Yeah, that instant um, torque really sweet. got me. But I, you know, it's fine it. because everyone was looking at my sweatshirt that day anyway. Yeah, that. that yeah, you that, had the cool Legend of Zelda Christmas sweater on. Unbelievable! It was quite so literally fresh, every every store we went into. We could have went into a Michael's craft goods store, dude, and someone would have said something. I was yeah, convinced. It's, fresh, it's the freshest sweater on the planet, besides my I, cool Christmas sweater. I mean, it, it was quite unbelievable. I mean, the only place that I would have expected that was when we went to GameStop. And yeah, man, it was everywhere. It was the bookstore. It Tar was, was uh, Target. He got the new Zelda game. My uh, uh, you, oh, right, Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> Dude, we were just... If I didn't have to get we'll my deer license at uh, at Meyer. We would have, you know, it would have been the first store probably that no one said anything, but we had to go all the way back. And as <laughs> oh. we're walking out, I'm like talking shit to James about it. Some dude from the aisle pops out and goes, "Hey, nice sweater, dude." I was like, "Unbelievable, <laughs> you heard, dude!" You probably heard you talking shit. Probably did. Being, probably being did. Goofy <laughs> about it. That's good. I, I, good I couldn't believe it. Um, I, I want one of these waffles more than I want my next breath. They look so good. <laughs> you should. You should. That should be when you do finally go there and you experience it for yourself. That should be uh, verbatim your Yelp review that you leave for them. <laughs> if, it's, if it lives up to the hype, then it will be so good. I, think, I want another I box of donuts right now. I want that Ruby so chocolate good. one, dude. Ruby chocolate is so like it is such an interesting thing, and you would think you'd, you'd see it more often. Yeah, it's it's not chocolatey like at all. No. Um. I talked like, to you, I talked to you guys a little bit about this like off uh off of the recording but the the way the guy uh there the, when I went there the first time way he introduced it to me he's like yeah there's this ruby chocolate it's not artificially flavored this is just what the chocolate is it's like the fourth chocolate and then mm. I came back to you guys and I was like well, how does ruby chocolate a a still real chocolate get fourth place behind white chocolate which is not True. It doesn't chocolate. have any actual. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. People <laughs> like white chocolate. White chocolate, you can still get it from a cocoa bean. So I guess whatever. But it's mostly just milk fat. There's like not any cocoa in it, which is why yeah. it's a white chocolate. Um, now ruby chocolate is like, it's made from like a specific type of cocoa bean that grows to be like it's like a reddish purplish colored cocoa bean instead of like a green or brown one. Hmm. Um, so it just makes chocolate that's that color. That's really all there is to it. There's like um it's like a trade secret like nobody knows really how it's made there's like some specific technique you have to use to get all the fruitiness out of the cocoa beans or out of the pod and then into mm, the chocolate like some but, coffee <laughs> yeah right it's like, like some it's gatekeepers like a, it, i'm literally like i have a wikipedia page over here pulled up for ruby chocolate and it says nobody knows how this shit comes to, like it just exists what? it just does what yeah oh, like it's it's like here's the basic idea behind it. It's made from like a certain type of cocoa beans and whatever. Um, but the the method for like um, like tempering it and producing mm. it is a trade secret. It says. So it sounds like you need whatever. to infiltrate the industry and come back. With I mean, a trade secret. You don't have to because you can buy like when I was in culinary school. Uh, our baking instructor, who was like, uh, he won like a Food Network baking competition. And was like the sous chef for Michael Simon on Iron Chef, which is kind of cool. But he would just like get 
bags of it, like in bulk. You could just buy huge bags of ruby chocolate. Yeah, like, but we want to get shit. in before that stage of the process. We want to get in on the, the selling bulk ruby chocolate to people. So you want to start making ruby chocolate is what you're telling me. That's correct. Well, I want so, you to start doing it. That's your department. Well, I don't, Along you with know, the turducken. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, the turducken's more realistic, but my apartment's only 900 square feet, and I don't think I can grow cocoa beans in here. But I'll <laughs> I do my space. best. I adjust, I adjust, adjust the climate and uh, clear <laughs> the living room. Climate. Build a greenhouse. <laughs> yeah, my cats are going to be fucking sous vide. <laughs> and, then, and then perfectly, we'll uh, be able to grow uh, one of those vanilla ice cream banana trees in your uh Oh, dude, are those little, like, blue bananas? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But those you got to eat them. You can only eat them when they're ripe or you'll have, like, a... Like horrific diarrhea or something? <laughs> no, like, your throat gets... It's, like... Eating fiberglass, your like throat gets all oh scratchy God. and itchy <laughs> and everything. It's like having a natural like allergic reaction, from what I understood. But um, that's yeah, you might crazy. want to double check that one. That might be some bro science, but I'm pretty sure I read something like that. Some bro science. <laughs> you can buy a tree of it for fifty five dollars, or you can buy yeah. a box of fruit for one hundred and twenty seven dollars. Yeah, it's like quite literally. It's like only one website too. It's like Miami Fruits or something. You can like. It's, it's like if corn's a market on blue bananas, but you can buy a tree easily, dude. It's just I don't know when they're ripe. I guess, but I, don't know. <laughs> I would feel I would not feel comfortable testing that theory of like I, I would, figuring I mean, out when it's ripe. I'm sure it'd be easy to search online when it's ripe, but it's more sure. or less. You mess that up though, you have a scratchy throat, and then, yeah, I don't. Uh, you're I don't dead. Really, I don't really want to do that. That seems like the kind of food that like only super rich people would would get right like unless Probably. it's local to you like i'm not gonna have that imported yeah, yeah. no it, you know it's I mean? definitely it's definitely one of those like upper class fruits that you'd eat <laughs> it's class. in the same category fruits. as like i would consider like caviar in mm. there you know what i mean like there's i feel like there's certain foods that like like when you have a certain level of wealth you're just expected to eat certain types of food yeah i, th you know I think saying? you i think you tend to eat more like um what is it? I think finer cuts of meat. You you tend to probably eat more instead of like I don't know, or like um. Yeah, but then like there's there's foods like a uh, like lobster and crab that for some reason are considered like rich people food, and <laughs> I don't really just, understand. Lobster used you know? to be like a, a poor man's food. Exactly. It used to be. It used to be like prison food until uh, I think someone was like, oh, these are actually really good. Thanks, <laughs> I like that's the thing is like what what made that change for it though like there's a lot of food that i eat that's super delicious that i consider to be relatively cheap you know what i mean right like a, like a good baguette yeah yeah would well, you like say of, i feel like a lot of that stuff becomes a like status symbol um over time too like um to a certain extent coffee's that way these days too because like if you go to um, that certain people go to Starbucks all the time. They only drink Starbucks coffee because that's in of itself a status symbol because Starbucks is significantly more expensive than like just McDonald's coffee or something. Yeah. It's like using gold flakes on stuff. It's like, yeah. getting a, like a rib yeah. wrapped in gold. Which... The gold flake, gold flake thing. Like <laughs> if you're if you're listening to this and you're a professional chef, hear my words. You're under the power of my voice. Stop putting <laughs> fucking gold leaf on things. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't it's shiny sense. in its cells. Yeah. 
If you're listening uh, to this and you're a professional jobs. chef, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> Get a better job. <laughs> it sucks. Um, um, but anyway, along this kind of line of thinking, this kind of brings me to a random question that I thought of. Um, I want to talk about, like, if you... We kind of just briefly touched on things that are, like, at least perceived as expensive food or, like, very rich people-oriented food. Uh, but I was wondering what you guys would do. If you had, you know an unlimited amount of money or just an insane amount of money and you're not worried about what you're spending on the groceries or meals going out what kind of food would you like to eat not necessarily that is it doesn't have to be caviar or something if that's not what you think you would genuine genuinely go and get i'm just wondering if you had all that money what kind of food would you eat i'll let wes go first on this there's one actually that i've um that I've thought about like pretty recently because I saw it at the store because it is getting close to the end of December. It's getting close to the holiday season. People are doing big roasts with their family. And when I was at the grocery store the other day, I saw they had a uh, cote de boeuf, which is like a, like a prime rib, like a standing rib roast, like a oh. three or four bone, like huge ribeye roast. Hmm. And they were selling them for, I think it was like around $14, $15 a pound, something like that. But yep. the cheapest one they had, yeah, because it's like a two or three bone roast. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, you know, huge. They're like nine pound suckers. They had, a, they were selling them for, they were like averaging around like $75, $80 for one of these roasts. And I've always wanted to cook a cote de boeuf. I've never had the means to do it before. Obviously, I can't afford to do something like that. <laughs> um, also, it's a, it's a crazy amount of food for me and my one roommate to eat you know what i'm saying <laughs> right. <laughs> right she she hates when i call her my roommate but she just got home from work i saw her park her car outside so i'm trying to piss her off um no but like, <laughs> but uh i've always wanted to cook something like that and i can't really practically afford to do that so okay. like if i had more money i'd be cooking a cote de boeuf baby i'd be the best best guy at cooking a cote de boeuf in the world also lobster claws lobster claws so good. <laughs> just throw I hate to say it, but they're really fucking good. I think I would eat. I think I would import a lot of like wild game meats. I would do that mm. a lot. Um, mm. I would probably eat a lot more ribeyes. Um, yep. And then I think my meat selection would get like, I think a lot of it, my diet would go towards more like probably more carnivore, carnivore diet ish. But mm-hmm. like, because like that's an expensive meat's ex- diet. Meat's expensive. Like, yeah, so it's like an expensive yeah. diet, and I would love to do that, but it's like I would do like ribeyes, I would probably get like elk, I would like get like I don't know, like boar, antelope. I would just import a bunch of like weird like meats, like game yeah. meats, and then I'd just eat more ribeyes, and then I don't know. And then do you think you guys would eat fresh seafood more? Do you think you would also eat out more, or do you think you would enjoy just being able to have access to, like, more expensive ingredients and do it at home? Because I feel like, I mean, maybe for Wes that makes more sense anyway, but just in general, do you think you would be going to higher-end cla- higher restaurants more frequently, or still well, use yes. it as a treat and then just eat out more in general? Uh, I would still use it. I would try to. St- I would say yeah, that I'm still going to use it as a treat, but my willpower is fucking minuscule. <laughs> so I would, <laughs> I would be eating out every single day. Well, that's the other thing though. Is like from from where I'm at, like I cook all day every day at work. Mm-hmm. I so, there's a lot of time. I love cooking. I really do. It's the thing that I really feel connected to the most in the world. But there's days that I don't want to do it. 
I don't want to do the same thing every single day. Sometimes yeah. I don't feel like cooking. Sometimes I'll drive through McDonald's and get a burgie, which they always <laughs> screw up. We talked about this before, I know. The, uh, but I don't know. Yeah, like to capitalize on that, like I, well, if you would have asked me that question three months ago, I would have said I would eat out every day. Mm. But Ooh. now I've recently have found like more, I don't know what happened or what changed, but I found that cooking to be one of like, um, I kind of like found it with like my new reading, uh, adventures too. Like, yeah, it's actually like reading a book right now is like better than half the movies that I've like watched. Yeah, dude. It's and then dope. like, it's the and then like, it's like cooking is a lot more enjoy. Me doing the cooking is more enjoyable than going out right now. And I think I would sure. tend, I think weekends, Saturday and Sundays, I'm eating out no matter what. Um, I would probably have my own like section at Fugu de Chao just. I would just pay for. That's what section. I was gonna say. And then, the child. and then just permanent table with your name carved into yeah, it. Yeah, every Saturday go <laughs> hit that place, and then um, after that, but like no, during the week I think I would thoroughly enjoy cooking, and I would just cook for myself more and more. See, that's yeah. that's interesting that you say that because I kind of feel the opposite. I feel like a lot of times during the week is when I least want to cook anything. Like you also, you also do it for. A, your career is a, as a chef, so sure. it's like you, you do it all day. The last thing you want to do is come home and do what you do at work. You know, it's like right. That's it's true. like in land when I worked in landscaping, the one thing I hated doing the most is coming home and were to like mow the yard or like you mm -hmm. know, like because I do that all weeds. day. Sure. Yeah, exactly. It's like that type shit. But, but like, so like that makes sense for you. Every every once in a while, like I did it. I did this past weekend. I'll wake up on a Sunday. I'm having a slow start to the day. It's like nine thirty. I'm like just getting out of bed. You know, I'm putzing around the house, whatever, still in my jammies. And I'll just like, I'm just going to cook something cool. And I like take a, take my time with it and really like luxuriate in the process. So a lot of times this is when I'll like, I'll make a loaf of bread or I'll do a soup or a roast. Like, yeah. you know, really take my time doing it. And that, that's super enjoyable to me. But, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, James, what would you do? Um, I think, well, I guess going back to the beginning, I think I would probably eat... I, I would, my diet wouldn't change, I don't think, too much. Like, I would do obvious things, probably, like, getting nicer cuts of meat when I go out or something. Mm -hmm. I do think I would get more seafood and fresh fruits, like, on hand, like, almost constantly. Because, like, even mm -hmm. just, you know, it doesn't sound like a super luxurious thing, but buying fresh fruit is expensive. Especially if you always have it and you only buy what you need and then you go and you buy it fresh and you don't want it to go bad so you don't buy it in bulk and stuff. Like, it's expensive right. to keep, like... A, a good stock of that you know healthier food or stuff around so I, i'd have more of that um definitely i would get like if i were ever gonna buy a steak for myself i'd probably just go straight to you know like a t-bone or ribeye or something more expensive than just like yeah, a regular sirloin or whatever um and then I, as far as eating out's concerned i think i would because i enjoy eating out but it's more it's kind of like going to the movies um i i like that you can get really good food but it, I could also make food at home. It's more of like going out with friends and making like a whole thing at, out of Social it. Um, I I would like to go like there are obviously fancier restaurants that I haven't been to that I'd probably try with that money. But I think overall, like maybe I would do it a little more frequently, but I'd probably go to a lot of the same places I do now. It's just like I don't have to feel bad like, oh, I've gone out. You know, I already went out this week and I'm going out again or someone sure. wants to do something again. Um, so I think that would kind of be nice to do it without having to worry about it um 
you know, I just or thought, like uh, counting how many times you went out because you're like, oh, do I really have the extra money to like go out again? Or yeah, like I thought was, I thought James was gonna go complete opposite route and be like, yeah, I'm gonna start eating fast food and just like totally be terrible because <laughs> he's Taco the best Bell eater. Now. He's the best eater out of all of us, dude. So it's like it's it just be not, funny. It's not even close either. I don't think that's true. I, it'd, it'd just be so funny just to watch James be like. Yeah, I'm going back to McDonald's now. Yeah, <laughs> I also do exclusively think... eat Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I also think, along with Bailey, though, yeah, I do enjoy cooking. But like, especially these days, like, I, if I'm making not an incredibly, it's not like a super fancy meal, even a basic meal. It's just like all the ingredients and stuff. Buying out each piece of the mm-hmm. ingredients ends up being like a lot of money for a home cooked meal. You know, right. at the As, end of the day. Here's here's the kicker. If you're cooking for like one or two people, that's oh. what makes it expensive. If you're oh, cooking for, sure. for if you're cooking for four, like ninety percent of the time when I go to the grocery store and I have a recipe in mind, I have I am buying things in an amount that could feed four. Yes. Because that's what things are sold as. Things are sold to a nuclear family, not to my girlfriend and I living together. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like yep. or or James, like they're not selling shit to you. They're selling shit to a family of four. Mm. So like you go buy ground beef two pounds at a time. Like I'm not going to eat two pounds of ground beef. If anybody's sitting down and eating two pounds of ground <laughs> beef by yourself, like get help. That's going to be us on one of these food challenges coming up. You know what I did? I did yesterday. I took a single chicken breast and I made dumplings out of it. And I made 32 dumplings. It's enough oh for God. four people to have eight dumplings each with a one <laughs> chicken breast. Like you can – just sell me a single chicken breast that's what i'm saying is like i don't need this huge amount of food i want smaller stuff yeah i uh my my uh i think i i think if i were to fall into that i think i would uh just naturally just exclusively shop at horrocks honestly i probably (laughs) because the place is so expensive but it's like that's the place to do it yeah yeah like like you can get small amounts of artisanal like you can get a small Mm -hmm. amount of something that's really really nice yes there instead of me going to aldi and buying i mean aldi's nice i like aldi i don't know (laughs) yeah i think that goes along with like horrocks is also very big on like locally sourced stuff and that's why it's not like all these giant bulk packages of meat because it's coming Mm -hmm. from like a farm that's like not far from where they're based basically you know i Um, yeah so okay, here's here's an interesting here's an interesting part of this question. That's the kind of stuff that you eat when you got too much money and you don't know what to do with it. Sure. But what if you're on the other end of the spectrum? What if you're me four years ago <laughs> and you don't have any money? Then what do you eat? Uh so I don't know if you guys remember this, but no, way, way way long ago now, uh, because we're we're all old. Do you guys remember in high school? Um I did for a week. I, there's this challenge going around, and it was like living um, oh, on yeah. below like the projected the like line poverty line. So like your in your your available funds for like a week was like I don't know, two or three dollars. Yeah, yeah, like something very small like that. So I actually did do that as like part of writing an article for the newspaper at the time. And the original reason it got brought up because I think my sister told me she was going to try doing it. And she's like, you should do this. And then I was like, OK, I will. And then someone was like, you should do that for the paper. So it became a whole thing. Um, but when I did that, most of what I ate and this is probably even harder to do now. <laughs> um, eggs, because you can get like a, do- you know, you get like a dozen eggs and it's like two or three bucks. It, I know it's 
wildly varying in recent days. Sometimes people are like, yeah. eggs are up to $5 now, and now it, you know, it goes up and down. Maybe for but, Eglin's best. I paid about, I went to the store last weekend, I think I paid $1.80 for eggs. Maybe $2. Yep. That was there. like, most of my meals was like one or two eggs, like in however you want to fix that. A loaf of bread is not normally too bad. And then uh ramen is still ridiculously yeah. cheap except that you're gonna feel that after a while of just having ramen like you yeah, feel so, so much you feel so much slow. goddamn sodium in it it's, gonna, <laughs> yeah. it's literally slowing your heart down <laughs> no like that's that's the issue right that's the toughest part about eating something on like a really strict budget is like eating something that's cheap and also nutritious or at like least has to... rounding out your nutrition because if you right. can get a bunch of eggs sure but that's not supplying like all the things you need <laughs> well you know what else you can get to put in those eggs that's actually a super good combination for eggs green onions are only 98 cents for a bunch Ooh. that counts as a vegetable onions have tons of vitamins in them that so that was one of the things that i ate a lot when i was broke is scrambled eggs with green onions i thought you're just about to say onions just like your no, man's I, biting into I an would, onion like an so, apple no, shrug if, just like shrug if I was, oh god i could never i hate raw onions if i was like <laughs> oh, no. if i was like cooking something and needed some veggies in it i'm like frying some onions in a pan <laughs> like throwing that on there fair enough usually into a bowl of rice I ate a lot of rice. That's that's a good way to stretch your money. That's another rice. one too. Rice and eggs got me like mm -hmm. I think through most of that that challenge, honestly. And yep. you know, if you have the means to, I think a really good way to um if you have like lower income is uh start a garden. You know what I mean? Like, True. In, like if you the can. summer yeah. Yeah, yeah, like if you can, obviously. If you've you got know, space for it, that's a great yeah. move. That's or a like hobby just, too. Yeah, or just even have like a micro garden like in your windowsill, like just a couple mm. things, you know, because I don't know. But... I had like some chive plants for a while, mm -hmm. oh, which you? isn't like sustenance really. But <laughs> it's like nice. a, you know, a seasoning kind of more often than not. But... Wes is like, I had mint in my windowsill <laughs> yeah, once. A lot of mint. No, like I straight up though, the thing, the thing that does it for me that was always like my go-to is I would make what I used to call, I'd call it condiment rice. I just make some rice and put a bunch of condiments in it. Okay. Every once in like, if I had like canned beans or like dried beans, I'd cook some oh, beans. Dude, I thought you were dude. talking like ketchup mustard type stuff going no, on. No, 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 what? No. I'm dude, talking like, like, I'm talking like butter and soy sauce. Yep. And like a fried egg on top. Like that shit sure. rules. I'll still eat that sometimes. Actually, that's kind of turned into a comfort food thing for me now. <laughs> just eating a bowl of rice with stuff in it. It's oh, a great way wait. to get rid of leftovers too. While while we're on the topic of soy sauce, real quick, dude, have you ever uh -huh. had oyster or hoisin sauce before? I have both in my pantry right now. <laughs> you I like both of those? Yeah, dude, hoisin especially hoisin by great, itself. Like, like by yeah, itself, like as a with... condiment. Yeah, it's like barbecue sauce. It's like a Vietnamese dude, barbecue sauce. Dude, I had it for the first time yesterday. Uh, like and I got like, we got like uh, these long like pot stickers, <clears throat> essentially, and okay. uh, dipped hoisin in it, dude. Trash trash what yep. that's cr that's the craziest that shit you've ever said gross. you said a lot of the, you've had a lot of bad takes on the best show, thing and oyster oyster sauce never had that that was trash oyster then, sauce you shouldn't use as a condiment i'm a firm believer that it's just okay. for cooking okay i uh see, that's the see, only that like, context i've heard of oyster sauce being applied is like in a cooking recipe not as right, like on the right. side I in was, a cooking uh, recipe yeah i was off on that one but uh <laughs> well, well, really so what lexi did was Actually, I have I have a couple. Go ahead, Wes, real quick before I give you this. I was gonna say next story. time you make fried rice, throw a big uh, spoonful of oyster sauce in there. Life changer. 
I bet, I bet I could see it being awesome. mixed in with stuff. It being because it has like yeah, that kind of like fish. I would never use it as a condiment. I could yeah. see how it could be good as like a mixture, but as a condiment, yeah, that, that shit was trash. But uh, <laughs> so we, uh, I ordered some from this place called, uh, I, you know, I won't say the name. <laughs> okay, but I ordered from this like Asian style restaurant. Uh, actually, Korean, Asian more style? to be more specific. Korean restaurant. Uh, okay. Yep. And then uh, <laughs> Asian style. Uh, is it is it my favorite <laughs> Korean restaurant? No, 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 no. Okay. I don't think you've ever been there. I don't think either of you okay. have. Okay. I get this chicken sandwich there. It's so good. It has like this Korean sauce on it. it has a little hit hint of it. I think it's my favorite chicken sandwich. I, I like, would get. Whoa. It's really good, but you'll see why it's bad now. Well, because then so I also got these pot stickers, and then Lexi's like pescatarian, so I got her like uh, just like this tofu taco, barbecue tofu taco. And then okay. some pot stickers for her. Anyways, the pot stickers were great. Chicken sandwich was great. But halfway through eating her taco, dude, and I almost puked on the spot. Oh, <laughs> they, uh, dude, she looks at the outside of this corn tortilla and it has mold on it. I was like, oh almost, I was, I was so disgusted, dude. I like, I, like, I was like, dude, oh my what? God, this is disgusting. Did you call the restaurant and tell them? No, I didn't. But, oh, um, God, you should. You probably yeah, still should. Probably, but whatever or the, but the, the, yet. The, the crazier thing is lexi ate half of it and didn't realize it and also uh she just dumped the like the filling out and just ate the rest like the filling by itself yeah, I would which eat, i thought uh, was like, i was like dude, I, that it's it was double shelled the shell that was touching the stuff didn't have mold on it it was the outer shell oh yeah corn. so yeah, mm. dunk the outer shell and but dude it's so I, would, oh my God, I still dude, wouldn't it, eat that filling because it came out of that kitchen Oh yeah, mm. yeah. Not, if, not, if they're if they're serving a tortilla with mold to a person, imagine what that fucking kitchen looks like that people don't see. It, it literally was. It's the best chicken sandwich I ever eat too, which sucks. <laughs> but now I now I won't go back because now I'm afraid that no. Else no I think keep going back. Could have been a fluke. Get a health inspector in there. True. Wow. That's the move. Well, Call the health department I'm, and be like, "Yo, go to this place. I had a weird thing happen." They'll go check it out. Hopefully, it was a fluke and the place will just be fine. Yeah. But yes. I don't know. Either way, like people are gonna people get poisoned from shit like that. That's true. I was gonna say you said she ate like half the tortilla. Did she's she? fine. Like she's, she's fine today. Happened. Okay. She's working today. Nothing's crazy going down with her. So. <laughs> That's uh, good. I guess. Yeah, but I was like, oh my god. That's <laughs> so gross. Like, almost dry. Yeah. No, I, uh, dude. Yeah. Like we had that bold debate train. last time. Yeah. A few episodes ago, we had that debate, and I was like getting disgusted. We did. Because you guys were like, oh, just pick the mold off. It's fine. Now, that nah, is, it, I, yeah, I, I get where Wes is coming from. But yeah. it is interesting that he said he would be a man who would throw away a bad slice of bread and then use the rest of the loaf as long as it looks okay. <laughs> but he wouldn't save the, the toppings from this taco that had a tell separate you, piece of mold from it, you know? I can tell you exactly why that is. Because it comes from because, you? Yes, because when I throw away the slice of bread... I am entirely responsible for the next slice of bread being the one that I want to eat. I am clearly examining it. I'm there with it every step of the process. I know how it was stored, everything mm -hmm. like that. If it comes out of that kitchen and it has mold on it, all I know is that food has mold. I don't know anything else about that food. I don't know how long it's been in the fridge. I don't know if it was cooked to the correct temperature. I don't know if the dude wore gloves or spat in my food. Nobody spits in food, but you get what I'm saying. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's like a huge 
thing that really pisses me off is that people are like, oh, don't be mean, they'll spit in your food. Nobody does that. Literally nobody spits in people's food. It's like I such know, I a... I bet you can find one real... I actually have a good story about that. Where someone you, would, you, in fact, spit in your food. But I, I have a good story, actually. If you're a guy who spits in food, you need to take a long walk off a short pier. Well, we know someone who has before. Ooh, um, no way. I'll, I'll beat him up right now. I don't care. No, who you it won't, is. dude. No, you won't, dude. <laughs> oh, yes. no, you no, won't, I'm afraid. Dude. Text me what it is. You, you it. love the guy. You love the guy. Oh, I'm um, sure I do. It's one of our uh, friend's dads who uh, who drives truck now. Oh, but my he, God. Uh, no way. He, he was a chef when he lived <laughs> in California, dude. And he would, like, I think this dude, like, was a piece of shit customer and, like, sent the steak back and uh oh my god because he wanted it i guess more cooked or whatever and uh like, dude i think a bunch of people like stepped on it and like spit on it and they like recooked the it fuck? like could have put it back stepped on the grill on dude it. and the dude I, ate it dude i do you're right i do love i do love that guy i'm definitely gonna talk to him about this next time i see him. you're also you're also correct you're also correct that i absolutely could not beat him up there is no way in hell no, you couldn't dude's big okay oh i'll have to talk oh. about that Dude, yeah, no, but like I, I feel like that's a, a funny uh, story. It is a good story. It's a commonly it is a commonly perpetuated um like pockmark on the spirit of working in a restaurant. Yeah. Like it's a lot of people, I don't know, are just like so paranoid about I mean, we're paranoid anyways, is whatever. People are crazy, dude. They, like people are crazy, and I'm sure you know people are crazy. People in the people... cooking world can be a little even more crazier side of things. People so can like... be really crazy. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's I've like seen some shit. Yeah. No, it's I don't know. So anything can happen, dude. I don't know. True. But at the end of the day, yeah. that's extra nutrients. So like whatever. True, dude. God made dirt, dirt don't hurt. Yeah, I don't know. True, true, true. I actually, I, th- I just, I bought uh, Brandon um, a uh, Christmas gift. Well, mm-hmm. I bought him a uh, moonshine distiller for Christmas. Oh, cool! And, and we've already exchanged our gifts, so <clears throat> I get to finally talk about it. But he, That's we're, cool. uh, we're currently making a rum right now, James. You're gonna have to try this rum. Ooh, okay. He, he started uh, the mash today, so it should be good for like New Year's time. It takes like two Sweet. weeks to ferment. And he got a bunch of brown sugar, honey, um, for it. And then there's some yeast in there, I believe. I don't know. It's like they came with it. It's pretty cool. It's like this huge, like stainless steel, like contraption in a sense. Mm-hmm. And then it uh, like a big drum. Yeah, there's like different mini pots that go with it too, with like connected by like copper, like cooling, uh, like piping, whatever. Pipes. Yeah, and uh, but you know, it comes. There's like this one like. There's a couple like moonshine brandy recipes. Um, there's like this weird like alcoholic Mountain Dew recipe that I want to try. Ooh, oh god, alcoholic <laughs> Mountain Dew. And, then, and there's say. one, there's one that's called like White Lightning too. And, White uh, Lightning. There was, oh, I think it was like either watermelon sour patch kid or something. I gotta relook at it. I'm like, so curious about the alcoholic mountain dew is it basically just like put mountain dew in the moonshine no i don't know i don't i'm I'm assuming it's just like some alcoholic i'm sure it's just something that like tastes similar to mountain dew it's like probably like some citrusy alcohol that has lemon lime yeah i don't know i'm 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 excited for this distiller though i uh hell yeah i can't wait to try what comes out of it oh yeah oh yeah it's gonna be something it's gonna be something weird and fun it'll be something i don't know isn't there a whole thing about how like moonshine can make you blind 
Yeah, if it's not thing? like properly you know, distilled or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know urban legend or is that it's accurate? Like, like the methane or whatever from it. I I oh, could weird. totally be wrong. I don't but, know yeah, if no, it's I don't know the details. It might be something to do with like how it's like filtered before it it eventually is like you know served yeah. up. And if you're drinking some cool. extremely high proof thing, then yeah, you know. Sure. <laughs> it's, it's like drinking gasoline if you you know. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it doesn't taste quite as good. I mean, uh, don't drink gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, Wes, ho, ho, ho. Wes, do you like cheese on the outside of your burger? Oh, uh, yeah. I was hoping you... Um, where did I... Oh, there it is. I cheese did on the outside. outside of a burger. Yeah, I saw a video the other day that really rubbed me the wrong way. I saw a video of somebody... <laughs> who had ordered food at a restaurant. I've seen a lot of these videos, actually. It's, it goes back to my whole thing about hating what I call Instagram food. Sure. Um, but they'll take, like, somebody orders a burger at a restaurant, and they're served the burger on the plate, and then the, the chef or whatever will take, like, a ring mold and put it on top of the burger and oh, then yeah. pour a big glob of, like, melted cheese into it and then lift the thing off. And then the cheese pours all down the outside of the burger. Yeah, and it's, so it's like a fork and knife kind of situation then. Yeah, at that which point. defeats the point of ordering a burger. Don't I agree. put the goddamn cheese on the outside of the burger. Why it's, is... <sighs> it's just one of those foods that causes more of an inconvenience than convenience. And, like, yeah. for a burger, you want it to be convenient, easy to eat. And then, like, with the... I, I what the ones I like are the ones that, like, that comes with, like, a side of, like, melted cheese. And you just yeah, that's it. fine. That's, that's totally fine. That's because you cool. can actually eat it. It eats like a burger. The sure. way that that's the way if you pour the cheese on the outside, first of all, it doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't you just put the cheese on the inside? So I could <laughs> eat it like a fucking burger. I ordered a burger. I want to eat a burger. I don't want to eat a, what you've now essentially turned into an enchilada or like a lasagna type experience. What, yeah, right. Like I'm sitting there. I'm. Oh, this is fun because I normally eat it with my hands, but I've got a fork and knife now. Yeah, like that's I don't get it. I don't How get do you it. feel it... about um, table side like services? Like I now I I'm wondering if there's anything that truly benefits from being so like fresh that you're watching it happen before your eyes, or like I assume, and as is the case with most places you go, they charge you more and you're paying for like a performance thing, but the food mm -hmm. is still the food, you know. Like I've seen things right. where they. They take the pasta and they have like the giant cheese wheel and it's like all actually, like hollowed yeah, out and they mix it that. in there. I'm way into that one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So like, how do you, how do you, um, I don't know. Do you think most table side things are kind of just pointless and it's more just to get more money think, for a show? Or do you think yeah. some of them are actually beneficial to have it like really, really fresh right there? I don't know. I don't know if any of them are necessarily beneficial. I think some of them are. Uh, I think some of them serve a purpose as an entertainment piece, a la Big Wheel of Cheese. Mm -hmm. I think that is a great entertainment piece. And typically, when you buy cheese like that, you're going to get a much higher quality piece of cheese. So it's going to be a better dish generally. Okay. Um, and I think things like what they bring out, like a little, uh, like a little induction burner, and they like flambe your sauce, like they like finish your sauce with like the brandy and light it on fire or whatever. That's kind of a cool thing to see. Uh, table side, uh, I think a table side Caesar dressing is cool. Table side guacamole is cool. Um, but these are also all things that have to be the secret to a good table side service is it has to be able to be done quickly and produce the exact same product every single time. 
if you're coming out there and I'm watching you like debone an entire chicken and then throw it in a cast iron skillet and then you stand there for 15 minutes and then flip it and then like I don't that's not a good dining experience because I'm here with my friends having dinner and I thought this would be kind of fun but now you're just like standing next to me cooking my meal they're, like they're eating dinner with us dude they're yeah eating, right like I don't with us. This isn't a dinner party at mom's house. Like, I'm not into that. Now, I, what about, like, like uh, that, when you say that kind of thing, that reminds me more of, like, hibachi grills. And some people are super, super into, like, the hibachi grills. And hibachi's a little different, I think. I don't mind it, but I feel like it it leans that way when you have a very large group going to one it of does. those. It because does. then they're there for an extended, and it's like, you know, they have a routine. They talk to you. They're cool. You know, they're sociable people they it's not like they're super awkward by their sure. nature but like when there's that many people like you're doing that for a while it's like you kind of just right. reach it's a logical conclusion to what you're doing besides cooking people's food <laughs> right there's only so much you can do you can only make the little the little onion train so many times and spin the egg so many times throw shrimp at my great grandma somebody did that they hit her in the face with a shrimp it was great did they um, really <laughs> yeah we were at disney world <laughs> we're at disney world i was like i don't know 10 or whatever and they flicked a shrimp and it hit her right in the side of the fucking face. She didn't catch it in her mouth. It was very funny. They also threw one at my brother who was, I think, eight at the time, seven or eight. Yeah. And he caught it and threw it back at the cast. <laughs> <laughs> Which was really good. Um, no, I don't know. I, I also think it's weird. Like, hibachi is a good example of, like, there's, I think there's a certain size of party, right? Like, a certain dining group size that it just mm. becomes too much to go okay. to a restaurant. Yeah. Like hibachi like hibachi's especially like this where you get let's say you have 12 people and you go to a hibachi restaurant and you all sit around the side of the table, I can talk to the person on my left and the person on my right. If I want to talk to anybody else, it's going to be super weird. I'm mm -hmm. like shouting across this dude who's trying to do his job like I don't know, and I feel like I feel like a lot of people um don't care that much, which is fine. That's yeah. just the thing that personally, like, like if I'm going out to dinner with people, I want to be able to sit there and like have a conversation, you know? Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a I get that thing. too. I, I definitely think that's, a, that's one of the biggest things with Hibachi Grills is the times like it's fun and like, I, you know, it's kind of fun. Like I like the experience, um, but like I, that exact situation you describe is just like, okay, well I have this person I can talk to and that person. Otherwise I had to mm -hmm. like talk way across the way to get someone it's not like a yeah. booth or like a, a big round table it's normally more of like kind of a rectangle thing it, right. it's more difficult to have a group-wide conversation that way yeah, like what happens what happens if i'm sitting in the middle up near the top left corner and i want to talk to homie in the far right like then yeah. what do i do am i shouting <laughs> like that's dumb i don't want to shout in a restaurant oh also if you uh kind of stretching the definition of table side service those fucking super fancy steak restaurants where they bring you your steak in a briefcase. Not what? I, yeah, have you uh, seen this? Yeah, no. like the, salt bay, the Salt Bay guy does salt, that salt, shit. Salt Bay is the worst thing to ever happen to the food industry since Gordon Ramsay. So, like, I don't want to. <laughs> whoa, whoa, dude. Now, salt this guy and Gordon, dude. That's some serious flavor, Gordon. man, who doesn't have any Michelin star restaurants. Dude, Salt Bay? Yeah, but he's no, charging you. people like. <laughs> no, you. Uh, I, I can have whatever opinions I want. I'm entitled to my opinion. I mean, you and are. I am entitled. True. But, like, I'm, all I'm saying. Is if I had a restaurant where I was charging people twelve hundred dollars for a steak, I would pay my staff more than fifteen dollars an hour. That's all I'm saying. All right, you know, I'll leave it enough. there. I'll leave it there. 
three hundred dollar <laughs> bottle of water type restaurant. Fuck, they bring stupid. you a steak so and a briefcase. Yeah, they bring it out in, in like a briefcase, and it's They'll like, like brand got this it. light. They'll yeah, they like it. brand it with a thing on the table. Like it's like this A five Wagyu like super fancy steak. Cost a couple thousand man. dollars. Exactly. That's, I need a man to not... like brand it before I eat it. I don't care. Thank you. Like at this point, you're not doing table side service. You're not really doing anything. You're <laughs> you are. You are the display case at Texas Roadhouse that shows me my steak before I order it. That's all you're doing. It's just you've got six people doing it, which is where my $1,000 goes, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I get it's a higher quality cut of meat or whatever, but still stupid. It's all because it makes a good Instagram video. That's the only reason people... I'm, I have to so stop. I guess, I'm like, going <laughs> to What would be the line you say that separates, like, a good table side service from another because obviously we all liked fogo de chow and that mm -hmm. like then basically that entire restaurant is built around the idea of table side service like that i yeah, think that's true. yeah i think it's but well, it's quick that, it's quick yes. and like easy it's efficient and it's practical okay everything's makes, already cooked perfectly so yeah it makes more sense if you're doing a buffet that serves a, a cut of steak that's supposed to be cooked to a certain temperature you bring out instead of having a whole huge pan of steak all cooked perfectly and you throw them under the heat lamp that's not really how that would like that wouldn't work very well mm -hmm. so it makes a lot more sense to have a dude walk around with three of them on a stick and he shaves you off a couple slices here and there yeah that just makes a lot more sense for a quality of product perspective um and also it's a little bit of showmanship it's like if I'm getting a table-side service at a restaurant of, of any sort, I want, like, you know, maybe a three-minute experience. Okay. Anything, anything more than that, and it's, like, distracting from the meal I'm having and distracting from, like, whatever conversation I'm having with friends or family that I'm with, which okay. are the two big things yeah. when I go out to eat, for me anyways. But, cool. Yeah. That's my yeah. rant for the day. <laughs> Dude, I think you I think you got it all out of your system. I'm pretty sure I did. I feel lighter. And <laughs> you should. <laughs> oh man. Oh, dude. Well. Oh, good stuff. Here we are. Here I we don't are. know how long we've been um, recording. About 51 minutes. We can call it there. I think we can I wrap like it up today. All right. All right. Well, since we don't have a dedicated podcast for this, I'm going to throw it in right at the end. Uh, oh, I saw yeah. <laughs> quick movie time. Uh, I went and <laughs> saw the ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which for those of you who don't know, is like the prequel to the Hunger Games. And I think I, I'm in a good position for this review because I just read the book. Uh, I don't know, like a month or two ago. And it's still fresh in my mind. I thought it was pretty, it was okay. I, I saw it once and I like have no regrets about going see it. I don't think it'd be a movie I necessarily need to watch a second time. I think in it, this is, I, I was thinking about this after I watched it. There are mov movies today have continued along the trend of being longer and longer. Uh, True. And this movie was like two hours and 40 minutes, which I, you know, I don't know. We're old. Well, uh, uh, ten years ago, <laughs> someone would be like a two-hour and forty-minute movie. That's that's a pretty long movie. Like, but that's I'm still like kind of like that. Yeah, I see that, and I'm like, that's like most of the movies I see are honestly like two and a half hours. Um, and I think they did a a good job of getting most of the broad strokes of the book in there. Um, the problem that I 
all like I, I guess was going to be kind of an issue with this movie was that the, it's a Hunger Games movie. So obviously, like when you're talking about a film, you're like the, the games, the games, no matter what is like the pinnacle thing. Like that is what people want to see. They want to see the. Yeah, you want to watch the, the kids you watch from all the districts fight to the death other. or whatever. Yeah. But the, this book in particular was really more of a story about a person and the events like truthfully in the book the games themselves are one, one of the least like important things that kind of happen during the story true um because this is basically the origin story of not only like why the games are the way they are but it's a the origin story of the president uh in the main series president snow mm-hmm. um and how he got there uh so they they did something like it was harder to get those moments where you're like inside his head and where he's like thinking about how he needs to portray himself or like when he's like debating basically between like making a good, you know, benevolent decision versus more like selfish or kind of like whatever decision. Um, overall, not bad, but like it was one of those movies where I felt like you can't make it longer because you can't have like a four hour movie. Sure. But you are missing the out. Hunger Games movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You can't have all of the nice like personal moments like inside his head really conveyed in a good way without more time but you can't have a really long movie i think there should be more things um hbo does them pretty frequently somewhat limited series you know what i'm talking about where they have oh, like, yeah, like i love a limited series there, there's no it's not multiple seasons it's like one season they have maybe four or five episodes but each episode might be like an hour and a half i feel like certain stories like this one could be portrayed in like not a whole TV series, but a limited series, a little bit longer. True. You can break it up, and then you get a much more impactful uh, thing overall. In case you guys were wondering, the best limited series of all time is Pepsi Where's My Jet. Uh, it's, Where's a four, jet? it's a four-part. Watch that shit. It's on Netflix. That's my plug for the day. Um, <laughs> Alexander Alexander Hume is great for providing us the theme song. Love the theme song. Love Alexander Hume. Uh, my plug for today is Pepsi Where's My Jet. It's a four-part ne- Netflix documentary about a dude who won a jet from Pepsi oh, yeah. instead of giving it to him. Yeah. So excellent. It's so good. Highly recommend if you're into obscure documentaries like I am. It's great. Got to check that out. Oh, it's incredible. There's also <laughs> one about a dude who used to smuggle Pez dispensers from the Czech Republic into the U.S. and sell them for tons of cash. What? That was a really interesting yeah, one, too. Dude. I can't remember what it was Pez called. Pez dispensers. Yeah. <laughs> they're, a big, uh, they're a big hit here in the U.S., dude. I guess so. I know someone who just bought $30 worth of the candy just to eat the candy. And I was like, why would you ever do that? Uh, it's called <laughs> it's called the Pez Outlaw, and the guy is from DeWitt. No hey. way. Okay. From DeWitt, Michigan. That's, All right. where my, uh, that's where my girlfriend's from. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. Shout out Pez Outlaw. Uh, Bailey, well, do you want to do a monologue before we end the did, show? Would you like James, to... James and I both got to do one. Um, no, I don't actually want to do oh, okay. a monologue. So save it for uh, next time. Cool. We'll save it for next time on the Christmas <laughs> special. Next episode, big right. big seasonal holiday fun. Um, you can big check Christmas it all out time. on Instagram, Twitter, all the socials. You can find us at Dinner for Breakfast. Um, yeah, be sure to email us at dinnerforbreakfastpodcast at gmail dot com and uh, Wes. Uh, watch Pepsi Where's My Jet on Netflix. Don't give Netflix your Bam. money. Watch it somewhere else. Bam. All right. Bam. <laughs> Everybody. Thanks, Alex. Toodles. For the theme song. See you. you can find them all over the place. Ooh. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>